Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm your host, Tom Morcus, and I'm excited to sit down with Regina Anagiano, who is the creator of ByRegina.com. And Regina is a full-time professional blogger. What that means is she makes money by writing and sharing her ideas online in a blogging format. And that means she sells digital products, things like courses and eBooks, and is able to make a full-time living doing just this. And one of the things she does is help others do the same. So she teaches a lot of people who are interested in blogging, how to blog professionally, how to make a living from blogging. And I brought her on the call today because I'm kind of curious about this subject myself. I blog, but I wouldn't really consider myself a professional blogger, and I wouldn't even consider the blog my primary source of income, although I find the blog is really effective to spread the word and share ideas. But I brought her on because I'm curious about what does it take to monetize a blog, to write content and be able to make a livable income from doing that. Like, what are the secrets? What are the hacks? What are the techniques? What are the things that are working right now to use a blog to generate income online? My big takeaway from today's conversation is on the topic of sensitive sales. That's Regina's term for the process she uses to sell products online. And I guess the best way to sum it up is that a lot of people who sell online use certain tactics and methods that may not be that transparent and may even border on the questionably ethical side or not, right? And so we don't really go into people that are maybe doing it wrong, but ways that you could do it right and ways that you can be more transparent, more honest, more upfront about what you're selling and how that can actually lead to better sales for you, more profit for you by being upfront, by being transparent. And she shares her process for doing this when it comes to a specific strategy around webinars, which she thinks is one of the better ways to generate revenue online. So if you've considered using content marketing to build an audience, and if you've ever considered using webinars to sell, or even if you haven't, I think today's conversation is going to be really interesting. I think it's going to expose some ways that you can go about marketing and selling products online in an ethical, wholesome, transparent way that should make you feel good and make the customer feel good. So to me, that's win-win. So without further ado, let's get to today's conversation. So Regina, thank you so much for being on In the Trenches with us today. I'm really excited to be here. I just, I have obviously stalked your site and listened to some of your episodes and just love the the types of guests that you get and everyone's theories and the way they approach business. So I'm so excited to be a part. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear it wasn't, it wasn't bedtime listening. (laughs) Of course not. So the first thing I wanted to do was kick things off by asking you about this idea of sensitive sales that we were talking about offline. So can you define that and walk us through that process? Right. So it's kind of this thing I just noticed as as a regular consumer of products or somebody who used to work in retail myself, that I didn't like to be what I considered pushy. And people throw that word around a lot, but I didn't like to, uh, you know, present people with something that I'm not sure they could use or not because it just felt... It felt terrible. It didn't feel right. And then as the other person, the person, I would notice when people would try to push on these things on me that I did not need, it just felt like they were trying to take advantage of me or they only gave me like a few minutes to decide or the sale was only going to last for this long. So I really had to make the decision on this $100 pair of jeans right now. It just didn't feel good. And so that's kind of what you see. You see those examples a lot of, um, you know, sometimes fake expiring offers or sometimes real. And I think that's fine. 
you see these examples a lot. So you kind of feel like that's the way it's done. And, and my sensitive sales journey is about figuring out, is that the way it's done? Or can we be really profitable doing it a different way? So I hope that makes sense. I think it does. And I think what's interesting about it is this idea that, and I know we'll probably get into this when we dig into it, because I've, I've thought about that as well. Because I know you you just started, you said you were testing out Patreon, obviously I have some background in that. And mm-hmm. I've tested out a lot of different pricing strategies and techniques and, and just more more for myself, honestly, or at least in the beginning, definitely more for myself than to see like, oh, what actually performs better, more just like mm-hmm. what, do I, what do I feel good about selling and at what price points and, and things like that. And can it still be effective? And I think what's interesting about kind of what you're describing is this idea, this this tend uh, this tendency to move toward um, the the hard sale, for lack of a better way to put it. Because, and I think that's it. It's like, why does that happen? Well, I think it mm-hmm. happens because it is effective, and so that's the thing. So then everybody's like, well, it works here. It, it's you know you can model it and it can be effective. Like without a doubt, like hard selling is effective. Like that's right. without a doubt. But then the question right. is, is it? the only model and and then is it the best model because it's definitely effective but is it the best model and then even if it is the best model well is it is it the only one and is there something that maybe could be just as effective or even more so in a certain cir- circumstances exactly so, so tell me about this like how do we with work on sensitive sales like this idea of like you know obviously not like the, maybe the opposite or the inverse of like the hard sell like what do you do how do you approach that okay great question so basically i I'm doing things that I guess I would consider kind of risky because I'm asking myself at each level, like, how would I want to approach this? So, for example, we're probably all familiar with how effective webinars can be for sales. And I am one of the biggest fans of webinars, number one, because I'm king. And uh, as an introvert, crazy enough, I I love to talk a lot when I'm on a teaching concept. And so webinars are so fun for me and and typically they last way too long. I I might go four hours, but um, we all know they're very effective, but there's this trend of a webinar, um, especially with people who are not kind of used to this world. They're a little more taken aback by this trend than, than those of us who are, but there's this trend with webinars where you come and you're, you're supposed to be learning this concept. You have no idea that anything is going to be pitched or sold to you. But by the end of this presentation, you become aware of somebody's thousand dollar product. And if you buy it in the next, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, you're going to get it for the thousand dollars. But if you wait until tomorrow, or if you wait for three days, it's going to be back up to its regular price of $800, right? So we've probably all seen or heard of these types of webinars. And I'll ask myself a question like, is that actually the experience I would want to have as an attendee, not to have even heard of product before that day and within a, a one hour time frame or a two hour time frame, become made aware of it and then told that it's a special price, but I only have X amount of time to decide where X is always less than seven days, right? And I'm thinking about, is this how I'm treated? Would, would I like that? And the answer for me is no. And so what I've started doing with webinars is you'll find in the, on the sign-up page, I'm telling you that you're going to you know hear about a specific product in the email, reminding you about it. And recently, after you register for the free event, you're redirected to a page that's like, hey, thanks so much for signing up for this. Just so you know, I'm going to be letting you know about the product below or just in case you miss the event, uh, the replay is going to be included in the product, blah, 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 blah. You get the point. But within this page, from the first moment somebody signs up, they already know exactly what the product is, every single module, every single component, and they know the special price, if that even is a thing. And so it would just be, it's always, 
that process, um, whether it plays out exactly like that or in some different way, the process is asking myself, how would I enjoy this? Would I enjoy this? And what would I want instead? What I'd want instead is to know about the product so I make the decision. So when I come to your webinar in, in three days, I have the $1,000 and I want to give it to you or I don't have it. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. So it sounds like so it sounds like part of the approach then is in this context, at least like in the when we're with when we think about like a webinar, the typical webinar sales funnel or something like that, it sounds like one of the main things that you've tweaked or changed is you're leading with the fact that there is a course that is available for sale. Is that is that the idea? Sure. It's not keeping the secret from from the audience member. Okay. Um, yeah. And then do you make that available to purchase right away or are you just essentially still teasing it and you're just making it very well known that that will be an offer later? I actually make it available for purchase right away with whatever the special price is going to be. So if, if on the webinar it was going to be, uh, let's just say, $297 uh, for the next three days or whatever day, uh, then it's $297 for all the days leading up to the webinar as well. And they know that and they know the price is going to increase. Okay, great. Okay, so that's pretty clear. You have the offer. You go into it like letting people know that and you give them the time and the space to, to think about it before you ever get to the webinar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me, like from that, this particular uh, example, have you been able to kind of track your results here and what have those shown you? Do a lot of people purchase before the webinar? Have you gotten any other kinds of, if not monetary or uh, revenue numbers to share, like, oh, here's interesting stats and converts, like maybe feedback or anything mm-hmm. that's not quite as quantifiable. Like, what have, what's been the results for you? Yeah, I have a recent example uh, where I have some some money results and some feedback results uh, that I can share. So recently, what I did was I had um, basically seven live days of of webinars, uh, and I was trying to uh, create a, a, just a week almost of addressing this specific topic, which was helping people get their first sale of their information product. And um, usually their information product, some some people in there were like coaching, doing stuff like that. But anyway, trying to help people get their first sale. And so I had seven free live days of different uh, types of things that you might want, like building your sales page or uh, creating like a very clear offer, et cetera, et cetera, and building your product model as, as one example. But anyway, so I had seven live, day, live days and what happened was I released this uh, landing page probably, I would say 10 days before the event was going to start and it had this exact thing. As soon as you signed up, it was like, hey, if you're going to miss the any of the live sessions and you want the replays, uh, or if you, you know, just want to know what I'm going to be showing you during this time, blah, 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 here's the thing. Well, again, all the sections. So I did not know how this was going to work out because this was the first time I was, I was kind of testing out the actual you can buy it at the special price. But what happened was uh, within that time frame, that, that week of, of the course being released and it not even really existing yet because it was going to be all of these a collection of all of these live workshops and and some extra materials, uh, it sold probably the bulk of its of its twenty that it made uh, within that time of people upgrading from that that page that let them know um, you know this is what I'm going to be selling, and so I thought that was amazing. You know, there of course I I would be testing this. You know, I was also running a different event um, called Get Your Second Sale Already and, you know, doing it the traditional way to see, do I make more money that way? 
definitely wasn't doing that. But um, with this product called Get Your First Sale Already, it did make the, I think it was a, a little over 20 uh, during that, that first week. And the feedback was insane. I had people actually emailing me uh, or showing up to the webinar and making the comment of, I'm so glad I was able to know what the product was for the webinar um, because I like was able to obsess over the sales page or because I'm able to attend you know, in, in such a low stress kind of, um, yeah, I guess mode now that I know I either already bought it or that I'm going to be able to buy it on X date, whatever it was, like people were just saying they loved it. And one particular woman told me that she, she felt so taken care of as a customer because there were no secrets to it. So I love the way she put that. And, and that's the point. That's interesting. I like that. So, cause it doesn't, it's not a dramatic change from anything. It's just Mm-mm. saying instead of being coy about something, it's like let's lay it out there and say mm-hmm. this is going to be this is what I'm offering. And so people have the opportunity when you do this, they have the opportunity to actually check out that sales page before they even get on the webinar. Right, and and you know what's in your budget. You also, if you have somebody that you need to ask about spending money, you know, a partner, spouse, who can put that request in ahead of time and you do not feel rushed to make something happen in an hour or in three days when maybe you haven't gotten paid yet or, you know, it's just not a great time, you're waiting for some money to come in, whatever it may be. It's, it's not putting you in a, in a rush situation. And my the thing people might want to understand is that a lot of the people who make up my audience are people who are looking for the more scrappy ways to do things. They're not an audience full of people who regularly spend $2,000 on courses uh, or different things like that. So I'm particularly trying to keep them in mind. The person that I used to be, I used to freak out over MailChimp costing $10 a month. I was like, I'll just wait for as long as I can. And it's a recurring payment. Oh my gosh, I'll spend 120 in a year. Like that used to freak me out. And so I'm trying to honor that type of person, if that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. And so this, yeah. So part of that is definitely uh, demographic to some degree, mm-hmm. but it's arguable that this would work in a lot of other scenarios. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things when you really think about it, it and again, yeah, you, you don't have maybe an A-B split test or, or some other things to look at, but just looking at it from maybe a, a personal or logical standpoint, if you're going to make the offer anyway, uh, mm-hmm. does it hurt to make the offer earlier and still have like the sales mm-hmm. process be essentially the same? Still yeah, be- hosting the webinar is still selling. And so it seems like it would be just as effective, if not more so. Yeah, I almost think so because like, Am I not going to come to Tom's free webinar on pay what you want pricing because he told me he's also going to sell his book? Like, do I not want the free information anymore? No, I still want it, you know? And I might also want his book now that I understand all the chapters and all the case studies that he's included and that there's an audio file or whatever it may be. So, yeah, I agree with you. I love it. Okay, so now can this be like, can this idea like the sensitive sales, uh, can it be used or applied in other areas or other scenarios? And, and have you tested that? Yeah, so one of the things I've been testing is, um, like I said, pay what you want pricing. So there are a few things I'm doing. I'm doing pay what you want pricing when I'm uh, able to like maybe do a pop-up coaching day. So I'll have, I'll open my Calendly for maybe 
six or seven calls in a day. That's dramatic. Sometimes it's not even that. Three or four calls in a day. And um, people, first come, first serve, I'll announce it in my, my Facebook group that I run for free. And they can do pay what you want pricing. And I specifically only send them the link to pay me after we've had our 30-minute or 40-minute call. So they, yeah, so, and I, and I didn't do that on purpose. Like, I just didn't want them to be freaked out and have this, like, oh, my gosh, how much should I pay? Is she going to think I don't value her time if I can only send $30? And, and having to do that before might make you feel uncomfortable during the call. So I have them do it after, but then it works out better because they've had gotten a lot of great ideas during the call and, and typically will, well, you get the point. Um, Definitely. So, and I've, I've done that. So like, I, I really appreciate that insight. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, pay what you want pricing is a, a definite thing that I try. Um, I also am trying lately with all of my products to make sure that they ex- exist at different price points. Um, so I have uh, a more full training on funnels where I actually um, will have like funnel thons, I call them, where I'm on Zoom with however many people show up who own the product and we actually work through their funnels right there in the moment. So it's a lot of hands-on work, but I also have a book version of it and this sound high for a book, but it, it really, it's like this 240 page book. I have a book version of it that's $75. So you know, the different price points to serve people is another thing that I try to do. Um, one thing that I that I do that I think really helps as well is um, having people apply for certain programs and certain courses even. Um, so when they fill out the application, it kind of helps them know more and more whether this thing would be a good fit for them based on the questions it's asking, because you're trying to kind of help people eliminate themselves if if they can't answer certain questions or if answering certain questions is hard for them, they're probably not in a place to take full advantage of your group coaching program or your course. So I found that applications are really great. Um, And then lately I've been opening my schedule up for pre-calls for anything that I consider a little higher price point for my audience. So by the time you're in the program, you would have known about it for weeks. You would have talked to me on Skype you would have applied for it and known what it's going to take. Uh, and your, I find that like this converts at if you know if, if this is something we care about, this converts at ninety percent of the people who get on a call with you or more at this point are to buy the program because they already have an idea of what it's going to cost, and they've already told themselves in writing through this application that they're ready for it. If that makes sense. So those are those are a few methods. And then I would say last thing that I've been trying out is. Selling certain products only to people who are already customers. So um, I have a list of people, obviously, who've purchased, whether it be an ebook or a course or this or that. And a lot of the new stuff that I launch, I launch it only to them at first um, so that people who have already trusted me with their money can try it out, but also so that I don't have to, quote unquote, bother my full list with launches, I'm just bothering in quotes the people who already like to pay money and learn certain things from me. So sorry, that was a lot of talking, but no, I like that. So, so there's a couple things that that stand out to me as mm-hmm. uh, relevant learning points from what you're saying. One of them is you're like, like still sell, like still, like still have the offer, and that's that's what I wasn't sure if you were where you were going to go with this, but. One of the things I wasn't, I was, I was thinking was, uh, yeah, it might be like, oh, you know, don't, don't make the offer uh, 
or be more subtle about it, but it's like, it's the opposite, um, mm-hmm. or not necessarily the opposite, but it's definitely, you're not trying to, you're trying to sell less. Like in a mm-hmm. lot of ways you are selling more in effect, but you're just being more transparent and more upfront about it. Would you say that's about, about right? Yeah, definitely. And I think that also like, you know, the, the language is important and the, the expectations and the timeframes that you're giving people, um, people don't, in general, they really don't necessarily appreciate scarcity. I don't like to ask people to make a decision out of fear, um, but sometimes a certain amount of scarcity is necessary. If you're opening a program and you're going to work with people one-on-one, you can't serve 173 people. So you do want to make it known that, listen, only 20 people are going to be in this premise around but yes, but that is the reason for being more upfront about that and giving them more time, um, loading the front of your sales cycle with more information uh, so that people feel great by the time they grab one of those 20 spots or they knowing that they're going to miss this one, but maybe you're going to release something in the future for them or maybe you have a DIY version of the same hands-on product or whatever it may be. But yes, in essence, what you said, absolutely. Yeah. And then another thing that struck me was this idea that you're only sharing your certain offers with mm-hmm. with customers. Like so certain certain offers are only going to customers not to people who haven't necessarily purchased from you before. Absolutely because as I said, you know my my audience generally my audience uh to in this kind of like scrappy like my stuff is not going to cost you a million dollars kind of way. What I've noticed is that I have a lot of people in my audience who really need the free stuff. They are not going to be able to purchase from me for months or a year or ever. And it's perfectly fine. And I want them to remain in the audience. I want them to be on my email list. But I also don't want them to feel like they're not getting value, not getting the full value or whatever it might be if they're always having to pass up sales offers because maybe they can't afford them at the time or whatever. And so, yeah, I think part of my like kind of transitioning to a new business model, uh, just personally something I've been trying to do is knowing that I have to kind of build relationships with clients who, who can pay a little bit more. And you're right. It's so cool to just have this list of people who you, who you know have paid you already and literally only launch products to them. And another thing is it kind of protects you and your time in one sense, because for example, if you're doing coaching and consulting if you offer that to everyone, people who got on your list two days ago, all of this, you might end up with, with some kind of weird client relationships sometimes or kind of pre-calls, whatever you have going on that are kind of, wow, this is a terrible fit. Like we, we really didn't know each other well. Whereas, because this has happened to me, maybe it doesn't happen to other people. Whereas if you are only pitching to people who have purchased from you and are used to you, you're probably going to protect your time a lot better because only the only people who are hiring you for coaching or pre-calls or in your group program are people who you probably are going to get along with if, if that kind of makes sense. So I found that it's easier to pitch higher price things and get very high quality customer into my, my programs. Did that make sense? It does. And, but do you ever feel that maybe you'd, you'd be like, especially with the higher priced idea with um, mm-hmm. only selling to customers, like I, I, I think it makes sense. I think it can be backed up statistically too that that's the case and so I, I see a lot of reason in that but I'm wondering and I'd have to go back and look at this but I know in the, the past sometimes I offered some relatively like expensive things and the people who purchase so the people 
you know, it was a different type of offer than ever before. It was like a really expensive one um, in this, mm-hmm. this case that I'm thinking of in the past. The people that ended up purchasing, I don't think they had actually purchased anything from me before. Interesting, so now, yeah. And that's, and that's one random case where maybe is not the case across the board. But sometimes I wonder that something like that, you might be, avo- you might be um, missing the potential for people who are in your audience, but it just hasn't been the exact right offer. Just because they haven't purchased something uh, at a lower amount doesn't mean they want the more expensive. I mean, they wouldn't love the more expensive option. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good thing to to think about. Um, one method I will employ every so often to maybe hopefully avoid that is in my regular newsletter blast, if you will, I will have just one line in there that is uh, says something along the lines of, um, I um, in the next you know few weeks I'm going to be offering like a six week program, uh, you know one on one attention that will help you you know launch your first book or something like this. Um, if you're interested in hearing more about it, click here. And the way my email software works is it would tag that person. Typically, this sentence will also give them some idea of the price point. Um, but anyway, so it's that person, and I will add them to the list of people that I tell about whatever program it is. And this is people who read my whole email because they were reading the bottom, you know, fourth of it to even see this sentence. And it's people who clicked knowing it was a certain price point, knowing the pro- program was about a certain thing. So I'll do that sometimes. But when I don't, I do think that it's possible that it is definitely like cutting off people who want and need whatever it is. Um, but I guess I feel like every type of sales method, no matter what, is, is, is not going to, you know, reach everyone in the perfect way. So like you said, these more hard sales, they are effective. But for a sensitive person like me, I'm, you know, unscribing during the time that you're, you know, you're sending me five emails a week about your $2,000 program, because it's, it's too much pressure for me. So, so wow. yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you completely. And I, I, <clears throat> I'm, I'm implementing those same things and trying to be more intentional about just mm-hmm. that. And it's something that mm-hmm. I've noticed as well, because it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, like not everybody's going to buy this. And there's probably mm-hmm. an indicator that's going to let me know if somebody will buy it. And that it mm-hmm. may be a previous purchase, just like you're saying. Um, other indicators though, like what I did was nobody actually most people probably don't know the offer that I'm talking about because the way I rolled it out, it was, I won't say it was subtle, but I had a couple things that I led with. And if people showed interest as in like I was able to track their clicks or interaction mm-hmm. on something, then they got this offer. And yeah. I think that's really powerful. And the, the reality is with the marketing automation that's on, uh, that's available to pretty much anyone with, with reason, like a reasonable budget. I mean, you can get some like amazing basic auto marketing automation software to let you track clicks and interactions right. and things like that. It makes it so you can do things like this. And that's actually a big, big push for what I'm trying to do right now is as I set up these autoresponders and set up a lot of um, aspects of my business, I want to create content in a way that like, what's the, what would be a, an indicator that a person would be interested in this offer? And then that's why mm-hmm. I want to pass by somebody. And it, it, maybe it's a piece you know, or something like that. Or maybe it's this. Mm-hmm. If they do take action on it, they do listen to it, or they do, do check it out, then they're going to get some follow-up content. And still then, yeah. then I think you can you know, be straight up with it and say, here's what I'm offering. This is how it works, et cetera, et cetera. Still using your technique, but taking it like a step further maybe, or, or maybe not further, adding that element to it. I think it's really, really fascinating because that I see is like kind of the future of business and online marketing. 
so that absolutely because you because it's like yeah we're inundated with these offers all the time right so you're just like unsubscribe like these yeah that's and that's why i hate the typical launch process and i say that as somebody who's done a lot of these things but i think there's uh-huh. a better smarter way to craft it by just doing subtle like th- things like that where it's like let's not make the big offer let's not make an offer to somebody who has an expressed interest in this in the exactly. lead up so it's that you have to like carefully kind of craft the content you're rolling on carefully structure what those indicators could be so that you're you know like yeah this is an indicator this person would be interested in buying i don't know i kind of went off yeah. on a total tangent there but i'm just curious no. if you have any thoughts i love it like what i you know typically we look at tools like automated email bots in messenger facebook ads and we maybe a, a lot of sensitive people kind of relate these things to being harassed in their minds or you know given like these terrible offers, you know, at all applicable to them. But I think that what's so cool is the way we can use these tools to really do the exact opposite. We can use automated robot type tools to sell in the most human way possible. Because number one, it's humans who do these things. And it's humans who can sit here and decide how to use them and the experience that you want to create for your customer out of them. So even something like Facebook ads, like I've been doing a lot of Facebook lives lately and you probably know, you're, you're, everyone listening probably knows, you can do an insane level of targeting with Facebook ads. The other day I did maybe three, not the other day, but the other week I did maybe three live things all on the same topic. This is this one, the only product I'm selling right now, which is about creating funnels. And I just, I was just saying hundreds and hundreds of times because it existed for a long time. But what I decided to do was only target people for a few bucks a day on Facebook ads. I only targeted people who watched at least 75% of these videos that I did, these Facebook lives and, you know, let them know, Hey, there's a price price increase coming up soon. Uh, before that goes up, I wanted to just remind you about it, blah, 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 blah. And then there's the Facebook Live, which is just 40 minutes of, of value training. And I saw so many extra roll in from a few dollars a day budget because I was only targeting people who had clearly watched a good percentage of these free trainings. And uh, so anyway, you get the point. It's just like that person receiving that ad, it didn't feel icky or strange or who is this person because they've been with me for at least, you know, 30 minutes on a live presentation. So I totally, I totally understand what you're saying. And I love with software like ActiveCampaign or Kit or whatever, you know, you might choose to use, you can get started for such a small amount relatively. Uh, you can get started tagging people and truly actually understanding people. You understand them by, did they ever click on the sales page of this item? If I've sent out three emails over the last four weeks and they've never even clicked to see what this product is, why in the heck would I, you know, also put them in, in the launch sequence for that product that I know is going to have 10 emails, you know? I mean, I'm not, not to say that, that somebody can't and that it wouldn't be okay, but it, it, it doesn't have to, have to happen like that. And by the time somebody receives an offer from you, it's going to be the perfect offer. And they're going to be so much happier about spending their money if they haven't been bombarded, you know, or how they're feeling, bombarded by your offers for the last X number of months that they've been on your list. Sorry, I just went on a tangent, but I'm really excited about how automation can help humanized efforts really work even better. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm with you 100%. And that's where I'm seeing like, if I were to kind of br- paint a broad brushstroke over 
what's the next six to 12 months going to bring. I think it's going to be a personalization, automation and personalization um, or automated personalization, right? Because of the software is just advanced enough now to do that. And you're seeing that with a lot of different techniques that are coming out right now. And, and I'm relatively apprised of most stuff that that's happening and whether I implement it or not is a different thing, but definitely reading up all the different things people are doing, the things that are very effective is segmentation, right? And yeah. This idea of being able to say, yeah, this person kind of goes into this bucket or goes into this group or this category and then tailoring the message to them. And then I'm seeing some more advanced stuff where it's actually tailoring even the front end of your website to yeah, the like type dynamic. of person. Yeah, to the type of person who's landing on it. Um, and I there's obviously that. a lot of advanced ways to collect that data and, and implement that. So it's not a beginner strategy by any stretch of the imagination. But the cool part is, even if you're starting from scratch, by starting with just one audience in mind, that, that's that's the secret there if you're getting started. Start with one audience <laughs> in mind because then you only have to tailor one message. But two Absolutely. is, yeah, two is thinking about <clears throat> how can you smart or how can you effectively segment or do you know, tag or attribute uh, characteristics to people who subscribe to your newsletter or your audience or whatever it might be. And then mm-hmm. how do you use those certain actions that they take as, as indicators to then share a specific offer? I mean, I definitely see that as the future, but not to overplay it. I think it's something that can be done pretty straightforward, just like you, you suggested. You weren't even getting into necessarily the segmentation piece of it per se. It was just like, hey, when I run this, I'm letting people know this is the offer that's coming. And something mm-hmm. like that, I think, is going to become increased. And the reason I bring this up in the segmentation, that, that kind of offer becomes increasingly more effective. Because then mm-hmm. if you can if you can complement, because they complement each other. Because if you can segment and say, okay, only this group of people is going to get it who's shown interest, and I'm going to be straight up with them. Here's the yeah. offer. This is what you're doing. Yada, yada. Now, all of a sudden, most people probably aren't even seeing that, and that's okay. But the, the 80-20 rule tells us that the, the you know that 20% who does see it and goes through that are going to be you know, more likely to buy. And I think that's really Absolutely. compelling. Absolutely. I, I, I think it's crazy what we have available to us. You know, um, I don't know about you, but I have mm-hmm. definitely explored bots lately. I, I was so against them, just the sound of them. Like it right. is robot built into the name. Like it's not a human. And so I kind of take that. Like if you talk to any of my bots, you know, um, it's Robo Regina. I have um, R3D3. I have a cute little robot that you're that you're talking to each time you're talking to my bot. Um, I have a bot for my main brand, and then I have some for other things that I do, like I'm a registered yoga teacher as well. And so I have, but anyway, you always know you're talking to a robot, but you're able to kind of have this conversation or this interaction with a brand. And you know, these chat programs apply tags just like your convert kit or your active campaign or. Just, and so I would say, I would, I'm sure everyone's hip to the game, but even anyone who, who has shied away from that because of its sound, you can provide amazing, right when somebody wants it, answers to their most pressing questions. Even something like, I am interested in that you teach X, but I want to know which product is right for me or which path. Your bot can talk with them, ask them a few questions, understand where they're at, and recommend either some free articles or maybe your ebook on it, or recommend that they book to call you and talk about your your one-on-one program. Like, and it feels like a conversation because you can make it funny. You can have I have memes in there. I'm so hilarious to myself, by the way. I have these that's funny memes in there. That's I mean that's it. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. Well, now my question is this: Where can I get one of these bots? Because I haven't oh seen gosh. anybody really in my opinion, using them very effectively, like in that manner, it's kind of like, almost like what, man, what did I open myself up to? 
<laughs> right? Absolutely. So, so I'd love to check out your stuff. Absolutely. So I have um, my basic bot set up that, you know, just having a, a, a basic conversation with you on my By Regina TV Facebook page. Um, and then when I have, as, as you guys probably know, when you're running a, spe- a special Facebook ad or maybe you have a specific post, um, what does ask the person to leave a comment or whatever because you can have your bot then start a very specific conversation. So I will have a bot that functions like a a funnel email sequence every so often. It will ask, like I said, questions about where they're at with the process. So those come out randomly. You'll see when I post on my Facebook page. Um, but other than that, you can just I think I think you can talk to Robo Regina for for a few little conversations back and forth um, just from my regular page. You know? I love it. I just uh, I just liked your page and I. I got started with your bot, so I'm excited to explore this. Well, Regina, I just want to say it was great having you on in the trenches. Some really insightful commentary. Love the sensitive sales, and I think something that people should definitely implement. Um, But beyond that, I want people to have the chance to reach out to you, connect with you, maybe check out some of your courses, products, whatever you have to offer. Where should they go to do that? Yeah. So if you head to my site, which is byregina.com, byregina.com, um, you know, obviously that's, that's going to be the headquarters for a lot of my uh, blog posts and guides and all of that. Uh, but up top on, in my menu, there's going to be a courses link and that takes you to my business school for humans and you can register for any of those free courses there. So there's a launching your online business course. There is a course on monetizing and marketing your mind. Uh, there's a course called blog like a mag with helping you with your blog. So everything you see on my site is available for free. Um, and then any paid offer would come some, some point later in the relationship if you sign up for my email list. But I would love for anyone to check out those free courses if they're interested. Awesome. Well, those will all be linked up in the show notes. So, Regina, thank you so much for being on In the Trenches. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you, Tom. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. But before you go, let me ask you a question. Would you like to grow your profit? Would you like to get more traffic leads and sales more consistently and be able to take home more income for you, for your family, to save and invest, or maybe just to splurge on some nice things and that you don't even think twice about? If the answer is yes, if you'd like more financial freedom, more time freedom, if you'd like to run your business more efficiently, if you'd like to scale it so you can create more consistent cash flow on a monthly basis and do just bigger numbers across the board, then what I want you to do is go to tommorcus.com academy. That's tommorcus.com A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. On this page, you're going to find the process that I use with clients to help them achieve tremendous growth in their online business. Not only that, but you're going to see some of my current and past clients and the results that they've achieved, whether it's Carrie, who generated over $70,000 in a single week from his launch, or Debbie, who did six figures from her first launch in a space that most people think wouldn't be able to achieve those numbers, or how Alexa went from almost throwing in the towel to doing a solid five-figure launch that has completely changed the nature and course of her business. And now she has more freedom and more time and more money than she's ever had in the past. If you're interested in results like these, then go to tomworkis.com academy, read the page, and follow the directions on that page. There's really only one direction you have to follow. But if you're able to do that, then we'll connect personally, and I look forward to talking. And that's it for now. Take care.